that no is just feedback. It is absolutely feedback on that path is not working and we need to circumvent that and go in a a different direction. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it from that perspective, it absolutely helps on your journey. That it's just feedback, it is not a no, it's that's not the right way. Mm -hmm. That's Mindy Shire, I'm Cara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. As I mentioned to you before we hit record, my team's very excited for some redhead team power today on this episode. Um, But let's tell everyone right away your name, where you are in the world, and what you're up to. My name is Mindy Shire. I am actually based outside of New York City in a place that I'm rebranding called Nouveau Jersey. Oh, love it. Regular people called New Jersey, but I'm working on Nouveau Jersey. I like it. That's where I was born. I appreciate the uh, the French spin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and you have a lot of things on your plate, but let's tell everyone what they should maybe recognize you for and what you definitely want them to know you for. So I am the founder and CEO of the Runway Dreams Foundation and Gamut Management, both are solidly focused in the world of disability and helping the fashion and entertainment industry understand that people with disabilities are people first. Which is so incredibly important. I've had the pleasure of having some um, different models with disabilities on this po- podcast, also entrepreneurs and activists. And it is a demographic, a minority demographic that is skipped over so often in conversation. Um what catapulted you into focusing on disabilities with your businesses and career? So I am a fashion designer by trade, but I'm also the mom of three children. My middle child, Oliver, was born with a rare form of muscular dystrophy. So we learned early on that he was really going to struggle with everyday tasks, one of which is the very thing I love more than anything, and that's getting dressed every day for Oliver. It's a daily reminder of what he cannot do, which are buttons and zippers and putting pants over his leg braces, tying his shoes, etc. So it became very clear that I wanted to take my background in the fashion industry and have a small goal, and I say that very sarcastically, <laughs> of changing the fashion industry to be inclusive of people with disabilities. Before you pivoted into focusing in this way, what did you imagine your career would look like? I love that question because I was always a very big thinker um, Mm -hmm. and I really thought I was going to be the next Betsy Johnson. I thought I was going to be um, a global brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have the hair for it. I felt like I had the personality for it. Um, But as, you know, I'm sure all of your previous guests have mentioned, you know, life generally has its own plan and you just have Mm -hmm. to be open to receiving it. You definitely, for everyone who's listening, not watching any of these clips, you definitely have the Betsy Johnson look. Like there's no doubt in my mind that you are creative. (laughs) (laughs) You know, coming from the, um, I have 20 years working in, in fashion and usually sport fashion. And it is a very competitive, hungry marketplace. And even though there are a lot of 
terms about being environmentally friendly, being inclusive, it's often, um, even if the people who are launching those programs are deeply committed to those issues, it is often not showing up in a big enough space, in my opinion. And I definitely know that this is a, a concern with people who do have disabilities because, you know, fashion and clothing is such an area of self-expression and fun and joy, let alone wanting to show up in a certain way so people perceive you a certain way. Yeah. And there's so many uh, roadblocks already in this world. If you have disabilities, why should a fashion be another? When you work with people one-on-one -on -one and you're hearing their stories, what are some, you know, besides pants over braces and zippers, what else are, are people of this community telling you that they wish they had or need? I mean, it's it's a challenging question to answer because they really need everything. Um, it, it could range from sensory issues that even um, having exposed seams on the inside of clothing can lead to pretty significant sensory challenges. And even for wheelchair users, it could actually create um, sores mm -hmm. uh, from the rubbing, which can get very serious very fast. Um, and, you know, it could be, again, everything from the closures that are used, the ability to make the product adjustable for different limb lengths or missing limbs, um, and really rethinking the way that clothing goes on the body. Mm -hmm. If you are being dressed, so there's a big part of the population that's never going to be able to dress themselves and have to be dressed um, 100% of the time, time is the key word in that. Mm -hmm. And really rethinking, you know, if it's very, very difficult to dress another human who has no muscle tone um, and you have to navigate putting a hole, your head through an, uh, the neck hole or arms through armholes. Mm -hmm. If we really rethought that and you entered into the top from the back and arms went in first and it closed mm -hmm. in the back, that is such an incredible time saver. Mm -hmm. And in in the world of somebody that, that really requires um, assistance all the time, having more time in their life to do things that they love to do rather than what they have to do is, is there, you can't put a price on that. I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs and so many of the challenges they face is having to do things that are outside of their zone of genius and really outside of what they enjoy doing, like taxes and like CFO things or creating structures for scalability. Where have you as a creative entrepreneur and trailblazer, like where have you decided, like, I'm going to stay in this lane, I'm going to delegate these things because these people need me and I have to focus over here? I love that question because I think that capability came with age and experience. Yeah. That by the time this beautiful journey came to a head of everything that I had done in my mm -hmm. career, including, you know, the, the path of my personal life, I am very, very clear of what I am not good at um, and being able to bring in people that are wonderful at the things that I am not or experts in that space, letting that go um, and knowing that everybody just does a better job in what they're naturally good at um, or what they love to do and CFO type of role and or being a, you know, extremely detail oriented spreadsheets, et cetera, is not my strength. Mm -hmm. 
So as soon as I could bring on a chief operating officer, it was the first role that I focused on um, because I knew that it was going to get us to the goal faster by being really clear on what I am not an expert in. As you have expanded in this journey and you've had a lot of great opportunities, including this past week to speak and be on panels, how how has your perception of yourself shifted as you've gone from maker to thought leader and face of this movement? I truly wake up um, feeling lucky every day. Yeah. I love what I do so much and feel so blessed that that I get to do the panel discussions that I did this weekend at the NRF, which is the National Retail Federation, um, and, and speaking in front of an audience of a couple hundred people. I mean, if you asked me to talk about dentistry, I <laughs> wouldn't have that level of passion, experience. It's a very different um, process when it is your life, mm-hmm. when it is uh, everything that you've worked so hard for and know that even if we make this much movement um, mm-hmm. in a day, it's more than we did the day before. And it's certainly more than was available 10 years ago. So I I, I think that my short answer to that is I my gratitude grows every day mm-hmm. that I get to do this. Yeah. I think there's so much power in people being in alignment with so many of what fills their soul showing up in their career. Yes. Um, how fulfilling is this? are these roles you've created for yourself versus what you were doing before? And how has it surprised you in what it gives back to you? I'm going to go with the surprise part of the question mm-hmm. first, because again, I really always envisioned this very splashy global brand, high level fashion designer for my mm-hmm. future. And if you would have told me 10 years ago that this is what I was going to be doing now, I would have said, mm, I don't know, that doesn't sound quite as engaging or exciting or thought provoking as as what I, what I envisioned uh, my role to be. And I love that I could not have been more wrong. I feel like this um, path that I was put on is everything I could have ever dreamed of and more Mm -hmm. and even better than what I dreamed of because we are changing people's lives while they live it. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I can't even put words to. It's so extraordinary Mm -hmm. um, to be able to confidently say that that's what we're what that's really the the end goal of what we are trying to do. Um, repeat, please, the first part of the question. Just um, how have how is your soul being filled in this role uh, different than you expected? My soul is filled on a daily basis because it's so personal. Mm-hmm. It's it's a I, it's a beautiful cross section of my personal experience with disability, as well as what the gifts that I am given every day by being a part of other people's uh, disability journeys um, in in this world. And so when you get to really ride the wave of both personal and professional, it's it's a gift. 
And for me, I also find it really emotional. Like I, I've, I'm not, I grew up being like, don't cry at work, don't be vulnerable. <laughs> and now that I'm in this job that I love and I get to help people on a regular basis, I feel like they're, I'm more emotional and I'm crying more than I ever thought I would, but it's not, it's like the good crying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The good crying, the grateful crying, the yeah. how lucky we are to, mm-hmm. you are the in the same boat to be exposed to such extraordinary people Yeah, is, is so amazing. I was just speaking to a previous guest about how, it's so magical when you can give someone like a 10 moment on a scale of life experiences. And I imagine that there just must be such a, like to see the impact in the moment when someone has a piece of clothing that they not only can either put on someone they're taking care of or put on themselves and it works and they feel good and they look good. Explain that moment for people who haven't had the opportunity to be a part of it. So I I just had a perfect example of that over the weekend. So in the panel discussion that we did um, with leaders from Kohl's and Victoria's Secret, um, Adidas and Billy Footwear, after that part was done, we then brought out models that were wearing the adaptive products. And one of our models um, has an upper limb difference and she was wearing a zip up sweatshirt uh, from one of Cole's, um, tech gear lines. And, uh, when I first showed her the product, she shared with me after like, Oh, Mindy, how could you have put me in something that has a zipper in it? I mean, she should have known me better than that. (laughs) But, um, what, when she put it on and realized that it was a magnetic zipper. So at the bottom, it basically connects on its own and is very, very easy for somebody that really only has capability of one arm. Um, She could not stop talking about it. Like she just couldn't believe how fast she was able to put on that sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. She shared uh, also with the audience that on a daily basis, she has to get up at around four o'clock every day because she's the mother of three. And it takes her over an hour to get herself dressed Mm-hmm. to get ready for the day. And then she has to go help get her kids dressed and ready. And that something like this would help on her daily life so much because mm-hmm. maybe instead of an hour, it takes 20 minutes for her to yeah. get dressed because the technology makes it so much easier for her to dress herself. Mm-hmm. Have you run into the different vendors and manufacturers and all the people who make up the fashion space have you run into them being excited to partner with you on these types of things, or have you experienced resistance in doing things different than they have been? Um, I would say it's a very different conversation now, 10 years mm-hmm. in, than it was when we, for example, first launched with Tommy Hilfiger in 2016. Okay. It really, um, that was really a huge education curve Mm -hmm. that I first had to do with the brand to help them understand that there's 1.8 billion people on our planet with a disability, that it's the largest Mm -hmm. minority um, in our world, that there's an estimated $8 trillion that's being left on the table every year by not developing products or services for people with disabilities. Now that here we are 10 years later and we have Kohl's and Target and Stride Right, Steve Madden, Zappos, obviously Tommy Hilfiger, JCPenney, all in the space, it is a 
much easier conversation to have. And I do stress mm-hmm. much easier because it's certainly not easy yet, no. but to be able to point to other brands and say, they're already doing it. Mm-hmm. You're a little behind. This is the, this is where fashion is going. This is where the DEI space is going. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's, and ability is, is what yep. is going to be the big tagline of, of years to come. Mm-hmm. It makes me proud that Stride Right's a part of it. It was one of my first jobs was working with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And actually yeah. they were really one of the first shoe wear brands to get to mm-hmm. hop on board. Yeah. Well, and I think when you're in a, I, I worked in kids product quite a bit and I love it because they appreciate the details so much more than most adults do <laughs> when you're making things for them. But I also love that we were always thinking about the usability for parents, as you mentioned, like that caregiver space. Like if you have a squirming kid and you got to put shoes on, it's, I wish more people had to just do that experience once or like, how do you get a a kid dressed or undressed (laughs) in any sort of easy method? I think that's an opening door for what um, the whole world that you're working with for manageability kind of gives you access to. Because um, I remember when we were there, it's when the... um, outdoor slides started really kicking off for kids Mm -hmm. because they could just know didn't have to touch them to take the shoes on and off just going inside the house yes uh let alone for any um ability uh needs as well when you think about powerful and ladies what do those words mean to you separately and do they change when they're put next to each other i love that question um powerful and ladies um I have a hard time not uh, making them one word, to be honest with you. <laughs> because no matter if you are, are a working woman, not a working woman, a stay-at-home mom, etc., I think in general, sorry men, but women just by nature are extraordinarily powerful mm-hmm. in what we can accomplish in a day is it is just something that is to me the definition of powerful of what we can handle what we can juggle what we can create it's just i i feel as though it's just part of our our being and the core of who we are as humans mm-hmm. when you look at your journey who are some people that have allowed you to step into um, this new level of greatness that you're experiencing now I mean, I I am going to be a little lofty um, mm-hmm. in who I'm going to state that I, to put myself in the same realm as mm-hmm. as they. But I mean, it's really women that have carved out a new space, um, such as Ellen, such as Oprah. I mean, you, you know, they really focused on um, a part of our world that. A, wasn't spoken about. B, wasn't in our mainstream world that a, you know, a a gay woman would be, you know, on mainstream television, um, that a black woman would get so far um, Mm -hmm. in our world also in a a mainstream way. And I think that a, a trailblazer in a space that has not been created yet, which is really where I, I hope that I was 10 years ago, but I mean, it's really factual. And before mm-hmm. we partnered with Tommy Hilfiger, there were zero 
mm-hmm. mainstream brands in the adaptive space. None. The industry didn't even really know what adaptive meant or was. There were certainly smaller startup companies that were thinking about that or specifically for medically focused apparel, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing in our mainstream world. So I think, you know, carving out a new space, um, I think those women Mm -hmm. truly paved the way of what it's like to do something that's never been done before. You know, so often people get nervous about going and pitching a company like Tommy Hilfiger. And, you know, we, when we talk about this story in hindsight, it's like, yep, yeah, we talked to them. They said, yes, go on. How long was that really? Was that months of talking to them? Years? Were you trying to, did you already have a connection? Were you working all your, you know, six degrees to get there? Um, what was that process like to finally get that partner to say yes? I love that question because it is, I do like to, I mean, it certainly wasn't a, <laughs> we woke up and, uh, um, that process to get to that boardroom probably took a year mm-hmm. of truly navigating the system. We first went through their manufacturers, actually, um, um, and had to convince them that together with me and my team that we would go to the Tommy team and say, the manufacturers have agreed, we are going to show you how to do it. Let's do this together. And even Mm -hmm. on talking in the, in the manufacturing stage, I think that was a solid five meetings, Mm -hmm. five separate meetings that, you know, they kept saying, well, come back when you have this data, come back when you can more clearly show how it's going to work, come back with prototypes um, and that that process alone took five meetings, months mm-hmm. apart. Um, and then by the time we got to meeting with the Tommy team, I'm excited to say that part went very fast. Mm-hmm. So we met with the Tommy team in May of 2015, mm-hmm. and it launched um, in February of 2016. Oh, very so fast. That was really close. Mm-hmm. What are you most proud of when you look at your journey, the journey through what you've created, what you've had to learn, overcome? Like there's so many, I really see your story as like continuing to scale mountains and mountains and mountains. Like I don't get the impression that you are ever thinking you're at the top of it yet or afraid to keep going. And I I think sometimes there's like so much grit is required to start organizations and keep expanding them because- it's never done. Like how, what are you proud of? How do you keep going forward? And like, what, how do you mentally prepare yourself for we're all in and we're going to figure this out? You said the magic word and that is grit. It Mm -hmm. is the most important part of the recipe that, Mm -hmm. that there is, Look, I, I, I'm going to rephrase my statement because I was about to say there is no time where I'm like, Oh yay, we did it relaxing. This is an evolution. And I do really hope that someday, maybe not in my lifetime, but we don't have to have these conversations anymore because it is just a part of our mainstream world that we we made it to that level. Until we get there, it is an evolution. It is a constant climbing. Like we have done 
an amazing job and I'm so, so proud of where we've come that we, that I can name 13 mainstream brands that are in the adaptive space in a Mm -hmm. relatively short amount of time, but 13 brands in the world of fashion, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of work to do. And, um, really, you know, definitely plowing forward on that. But again, even the notion of having product in store, not just online is another mountain we have to climb. Mm -hmm. And really understanding what it takes for that to happen. So the grit is required. Um, a thick skin is required that, you know, I, there, and, and believe me, I am by far not a superhuman in that there are definitely days that I'm like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> this is so difficult. I, you know, I, I thankfully have never said I want to throw in the towel, but. You know, some days are easier than others and you get knocked down, but you have got to have that ability to wake up the next day and and put on your big girl pants and off we go. And be open to the fact that it there may be some no's before we get to the yes. But that to me, I, I love this phrase that somebody shared with me that is definitely plays through my head on a regular basis, that that no is just feedback. It is absolutely feedback on that path is not working or that's not the right partner. And we need to circumvent that and go in a a different direction. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it from that perspective, it absolutely helps on your journey. That it's just feedback. It is not a no. It's that's not the right Mm -hmm. way. That's just not the right path. Well, and I love adding on whenever someone gets a no, I'm like, ooh, that's time to get curious. Why? Yeah. Like, cause, cause on my side, I'm like, this is an easy yes. What do you mean you're a no? Yeah. And then it's like, there's so many questions and that's such great feedback because I think we get so caught up in people saying no as if they're saying no to us as a human. And it's like, no, they're saying no to the idea. Like it doesn't make sense in their space yet, or they don't have capacity for it, or they're overwhelmed, or there's just not budget, but like talking, exactly. asking them why and being brave enough to ask the questions you're afraid to get answers to shifts all of it. Cause I'm sure you've had experiences where somebody said no and you ask why, and it turns out it was something relatively simple to overcome, like a calendar issue, or we don't really know what the next step is. You're like, Oh, well, I know how to do that. So I just, I want more people to know that there's getting a no is like not a big deal. Like we, we have to minimize the significance of it. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you just said that because my daughter is 20 um, and is in the process of looking for internships this Mm -hmm. summer. And she has gotten a couple of no's. And I absolutely always give her that feedback that you need to email them back and Mm -hmm. say, thank you, you know, so much for letting Mm -hmm. me know. But for my own growth, can you please let me know why I didn't get the the Mm -hmm. job? Why I didn't get the internship? Because you can build and learn from that. And as you said, you know, it could be something that she was a little too late to the party or Mm -hmm. she didn't have enough experience or she should be doing more of this. It only helps you grow and learn. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also think from a leadership side that we need more people to step into knowing that that it's coaching that Mm -hmm. people need. There's, I just did a communication workshop for leaders and everyone gets so stuck on like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And I'm like, yeah, but when you like 
communicating a critique or a criticism, it's all based on love. If you want someone to get better and improve and you care about them and their path, you have to tell them those things. It's like not telling someone where there's food in their teeth. It's like, yes. if you don't tell me, you don't care. Exactly. Exactly. And we say that all the time in Gavin. <laughs> Like, please let me know if I have lipstick on my teeth or spinach in my teeth. And that's not like, fi- that's, that's no. not figuratively. That's mm-hmm. in general. Like, yeah. did I, did we have like a little whoopsie there? Yeah. And you, and you, especially I think as you, we are in roles where we don't have people um, giving us 360 reviews and we don't have someone checking on us. Mm-hmm. It's the leaders who are like, we have to get, encourage people to tell us like, if I'm doing something stupid on this podcast, like guys, email me, <laughs> like, tell me, like, I, I don't want, I want everything that we're doing to be great. And I, I love that you're in a space of we're going for greatness. We're going for big. We're going for as much as we can do in this lifetime. So tell me so we can move through these things faster and no with more grace, like there's enough nonsense out there. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. When you look at uh, 2023 and what we've got going on this year, what are you excited about, uh, and looking forward to? I'm excited about so many things on, on both sides. So from the runway of dreams perspective, our nonprofit arm, I am so excited that we will be, um, actually extending our New York fashion week, um, event this year in September to make it two days, um, and we're creating the first of its kind, kind of, uh, adaptive showcase where all the brands that are on our runway will be able to showcase to the general public the next day. And that really is something that it's, has been very important to me that I feel that the population doesn't know the extent of the product that's out there that was made for them. And this will give an opportunity for a, a kind of true understanding of, of the brands that are in the space, the product mm-hmm. that's in the space. So I can't wait for that. That's in September um, uh, 13th and 14th in, in New York City. More to come on that. And on the gamut side, our um, consulting and telemanagement company exclusively for helping brands navigate the adaptive space and for the entertainment industry to have people with disabilities in, in all mediums. We actually just launched the first of its kind uh, seal of approval in the adaptive space. It's called the Gamut Seal of Approval. And it is really the mechanism that the population has been asking for. And it's mm-hmm. taken us a couple of years, but we, we did it. Um, and we have found a verification process that a mm-hmm. uh, product will need to go through um, in order to be uh, deemed adaptive mm-hmm. by people with disability, experts in the space, PTs, OTs, mm-hmm. uh, OTs being occupational therapists and physical mm-hmm. therapists that um, really check all the boxes to say yes we approve that this product will work for people with disabilities. And Adidas will be, well, the um, backpack that we developed with them in Gamut, the first adaptive backpack, will be the first product that will be launched with the seal of approval on it. And we have a couple other major brands going through the process mm-hmm. right now. And I'm I'm just so excited that there will be um, this mechanism mm-hmm. that will hopefully allow for so many more products to enter the market. 
Yeah, I love that. Do you guys have a, a color coding or sorting process for that? Because there's so many different type of adaptive needs. Is there like, okay, yellow is someone who has an arm adaptation. Blue is for this because mm-hmm. it's so varied, right? So I feel like there needs to be some sort of filtering system so I can find what I need. Well, that probably is one of the reasons why it mm-hmm. took so long mm-hmm. for brands, <clears throat> excuse me, to get into the adaptive space. Rather than focusing on the disability, we focus high level on the needs. So something that a, a person with a limb difference, uh, a wheelchair user, somebody with Down syndrome, based on, on the ma- massive amounts of research, et cetera, mm-hmm. that we've done, there's an overlap of what could be done to make it easier for all of them. So it's really a focus on ease of dressing versus something that would help somebody with a limb difference. Mm-hmm. And therefore also the the consumer can based on the the piece uh, or the modification that is utilized in the product the consumer can make the choice of whether it's this product or that product mm-hmm. that would work better for them. So that that's really what we focus on, the, the modification for mm-hmm. ease of, mm-hmm. of dressing or utilizing or putting shoes on, et cetera. Yeah. I was in the airport the other day because I was actually just in New York. I'm sorry we missed each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be back. Uh, okay, good. There is a guy who um, uh, had one limb disability and he was wearing, he looked great, but I noticed I'm like, what? That's something unique. And he had his pants in this very cool fold and like tucked into the pocket with like a clip on it. And I wanted so bad. If I wasn't in line, I would have gone and stalked him. So I was like, what did you just do there? I've never seen someone make it look so cool. And it became this thing where I couldn't stop looking at like, what was he doing? Like, how did he make that happen? Because he didn't modify his pants in any way. He just adapted them to what worked for him. And it just looked so easy, but fun at the same time. So um, whoever that guy is, please call us because I have questions. Um, there you go. And next time you absolutely, I would encourage you if you have time yeah. to go ask him to, to yeah. be curious about it, because that is something that the population has said over and over again, that they really mm-hmm. wish people would just ask. Yeah. I, what What is that that you're utilizing or mm-hmm. how does that work or what is your disability or maybe yeah. you could explain to me why this blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. I, I, I do want to focus on that example because people with disabilities are natural innovators. Mm-hmm. It is really what they have to do to navigate a world that was not made for them which is exactly why our our process through Gamut, the consulting arm, is we really don't work with brands at any step of the value chain without including people with disabilities at every step. Mm -hmm. As it it has to be the end users that are involved in everything from product Mm -hmm. development to marketing to advertising and beyond. And we, I just had a conversation recently about how it's not just representation. It is letting those people tell their own stories to give mm-hmm. their own direct feedback. Yes. Um, I'm glad. I feel really proud to be part of a generation where everyone is getting space to be represented, even though it'd be great to be faster and more inclusive, but it's there. Like it's changing to your point of like who, what models are being used, what actors or actors are being used, yes. who's showing up in campaigns and who's getting different privileges to share finally that not only do they exist, but here's what I care about. Here's how 
we're the same, we're different. Um, so I feel good about that. And we still have this carryover habit of, okay, you tell me what we need and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> can you just create the space? Like hold the yes. space for what we don't know, we don't know. But it there's so much more empowerment, I think, left on the table that I wish more people were approaching in the way that you are. Well, I do. I agree with you. And I do hope that this translates. It just makes the most sense, right? Let's let's get the end users involved in how products are developed. And certainly in the world of disability, there is no other way to do it. No, I mean, because we can't even get our headspace there if it's not our life. Mm-hmm. I'm learning on a daily basis. Um, and it is a constant evolution of really um, working with the population to, you know, make it better, make it even better than it is now. Let's make it even more innovative. What's the next iteration of a magnet that's used in the product? What's the next iteration of Velcro? Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so fun. Are you guys working with, with NASA at all for any of the technologies? Not yet, but we, we are hoping that that's on our, our uh, agenda for 2023. I love that. So I, what I thought was so cool was when NASA, the team from NASA, they make so many products all day long that the U.S. government and all of us taxpayers are paying for. And they have a team that will go and reach out to um, private and public brands to say, how can you use this technology? We've made it. Like, we should probably recoup it. <laughs> like, what can yes. we do with it? And they have such interesting materials and fasteners and all of these things because um, being in space is a new adaptive environment and yeah. they're doing these things you would never think they're doing. And, um, it's just fascinating. And and most people don't know that that whole arm of product development and creation exists there yes. and that they are working with others. So I I'm excited for when that happens, because it also just adds a level of, um, the science and tech behind fashion that we no also question. don't talk enough about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, by the way, I'm so excited to say we did talk a lot over the weekend um, at the NRF um, because technology plus design equals adaptive. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. like an easy metric right there. Yeah. You are working in spaces that require a lot of you. You're a mother of three, but you have all the same things everyone else has. You've got to figure out your day, your friends, your work. What are you doing for yourself? And what are some rituals that you have to keep yourself as best as possible in your most sane, happy place? (laughs) Um, A ritual that uh, I forced upon myself is to let go of things that really, if it didn't hurt anybody and it didn't um, affect our life financially, anything, anything, then it fell on the back burner. So now I have released the angst of having dishes in my dish in my sink overnight. Um, I've released that my beds are not made on a regular basis. Uh, the laundry might be a little behind, and that has definitely given me the the. Uh, uh, and I I say it jokingly, but it really has helped me so much that re- who cares? Is, is am I doing a tour of my house? It's okay <laughs> if if it takes me a minute um, to do all of that, and this. Second thing that I'm I do try on a regular basis is to carve out even if it's ten minutes in the in the morning before I wake my kids up to meditate to just have quiet time 
to um, just have that time for me because I, I think it's really, really important for the the sanity. And if you have a partner, um, I am also really trying to carve out time for that too. Because yeah. at least in my world, it my husband, bless his heart, has, you know, falls a little down the scale <laughs> a bit. And I think, you know, having a, a healthy partnership, marriage, whatever the case may be, um, as well as a, a you know a healthy, happy home is is very important. So I'm I'm trying to carve out space for you know things outside of work as well. Mm-hmm. We ask everyone on the podcast where you put yourself on the powerful lady scale. If zero is your average everyday human and ten is the most powerful person you can imagine, where would you put yourself in that scale today and on average? That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say answer like this. I think I I definitely strive for a 10 every day. And I think I'm like that, that goes up and down and up and down throughout the day. Um, I would say maybe on my best, best day, maybe I get to an eight. I'd be really happy with that. And uh, there are days, you know, maybe I fall down to a four. Um, but there every day I wake up striving to be a 10. I've been talking to someone recently about being an entrepreneur of any kind and how what we don't say also is that you commit to the roller coaster. The difference in doing it yourself versus working for somebody else is that you're in charge of the speed and the and the course. It's still gonna go up and down like crazy, but at I least you're not that. being pushed into it. Like That's you're correct. like you can do it. Yes. I love that. And it's a very good analogy. We have also been asking everyone because Powerful Ladies is a big, connected, and heart-led community. What do you need for yourself, for your your companies, for the community? What is on your wish list or to manifest list that we can help try and figure out uh, a person, a contact, um, a solution for? Thank you for that. Um, I would say really relationships uh, and building relationships and introductions to brands in the space. Um, On the gamut side, we are really about to go into um, some investor work. Mm -hmm. Um, So if there's anybody that's listening that is interested in a powerful company that is solely focused on social good and also what is a true business opportunity. We're your company. Um, And um, on the Runway of Dream side, certainly for, you know, sponsoring our shows, um, changing people's lives by putting them on on the largest runway in the world, which is New York Fashion Week. Um, So the really the bottom line is, is talk about it. I would love, love to hear from you and and understand how we can develop a relationship, both on the nonprofit side and the for-profit side. Amazing. Um, For everyone who now wants to hang out with you, work with you, support you, where can they find you to do any of those things? They can find me um, both uh, on Runway of Dreams, Mindy at runwayofdreams.org, and Gamut Management is Mindy, and that's M-I-N-D-Y, at G-A-M-U-T-M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T dot com or on the social platforms also. And we'll have all of that in the show notes for everyone to find all the spellings as well. Perfect. Um, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. It is a 
brave choice, even if it felt like you had no other choice, because you were like, I just, sometimes we know we just have to go in a direction. Um, and it's a big shift to choose what you're called to do when you feel like you sometimes are leaving what you thought your path would be. Yes. I love the quote, we must be willing to um, let go of the life we had planned to have the life that is waiting for us. And I just want to acknowledge you for choosing what your heart was telling you versus the vision that you had in your head and you know, being brave enough to say, I don't know what that looks like and do it anyway. And so on top of that, be giving a voice and access to so many people who didn't have anyone thinking about them in this capacity before. So thank you for what you're doing. I'm glad you're out there holding up that corner of all the things that we have to you know, fix and implement in this world. And I look forward to being able to um, involve you and include you and participate in what you're up to and what Powerful Ladies is up to as well. So grateful. Thank you so much for having me on the show. May I share one last story? Because I think Please. that this really hits it home for everybody. Um, it's, a, it's about a teacher that was in a wheelchair and he went to school and it was snowing a lot that day and he arrived at the front of school and the custodian was there shoveling the stairs. And the teacher said to the custodian, could you do me a favor and, and shovel the ramp so that I can get into school? And the custodian said, absolutely, no problem. Just let me finish the steps and then I'll get right to the ramp. And the teacher said, but if you do the ramp first, everybody can go into school. And that's really exactly what we are, are saying is that if it works for dif people with disabilities, it works for everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, that just gave me chills. So thank you for sharing that story. Um, but really, thank you for your time today. And I can't wait to get everyone's feedback for um, this amazing episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All the links to connect with Mindy, Runway of Dreams, and the Gamut Talent Agency are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And if you could, leave us a rating and review. It so helps for visibility. Come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, please visit caraduffy.com or cara underscore duffy on Instagram. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then... I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love. <laughs>